Welcome to the Crow's Nest Horror Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you nightmares through the horrifying stories written by people just like you. These stories can be found in multiple places, such as the creepy Basta Wikia and Reddit. This and all episodes of this podcast may contain depictions of extreme violence, explicit language, and content that may be unsettling for some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Now, my dearest fledglings and full-growns, it is now roosting time. So that night, we sat down with Faye's mom, Laura, in her bedroom. While her dad was watching the news downstairs, her mom was so upset at the stories we told her. I mean, she was visibly disturbed to the point of being in tears. She kept apologizing to Faye and hugging her. Laura told us that they'd purchased the cabin from their good friend, Jennifer, I think, who moved to Nevada about 20 years ago, and that Jennifer and her husband had complained about all sorts of weird experiences while living there. Her husband, Tom, like myself, was fond of hiking and exploring the woods, as well as collecting tons of arrowheads and other neat trinkets he'd found on his travels around Pike's Peak. Jennifer started having dreams about Tom being dragged off into the woods from their bedroom. She had all kinds of horrific nightmares about him being skinned and pinned up in the trees like some kind of macabre artwork. Jennifer said that while Tom was at work, she would occasionally hear the voice of her daughter, who died in childhood of some sort of bone cancer, calling Mommy from the edge of the forest. Jennifer's doctors claimed it was the medication she was on and changed her meds. Tom got a new job in Vegas, and they basically noped out of there. On a lighter note, Tom hanged himself in the garage two years after they moved. No note or anything. Anyway, Laura, Faye's mom, and Greg, Faye's dad, only used the cabin as a getaway in summers. Laura never experienced anything beyond weird feelings while she was there, and she chalked that up to all of the crazy stories Jennifer had told her. Greg, however, who suffers from PTSD-related nightmares occasionally, experienced exasperated sleep disturbances in the cabin. Over the years, he became reluctant to go there, and claimed that all of the things he'd seen in Vietnam came back to him when he slept there. Allegedly, some of the people he saw get killed would come back to talk to him in his dreams at that cabin. The last time he stayed there, he woke up in a dream to find a few of them sitting in his bedroom with him, maimed, rotted. He privately maintained to Laura that he also heard their voices in the forest, crying begging, screaming for their mothers. Oh, and guess what time he always hears them? Laura told us that she honestly did not believe there was anything really wrong with the cabin. Faye was extremely pissed, and they let her have it. It kind of ended there, ended our visit on a bad note. Later that night, I was up reading, and Faye was sleeping next to me. She always falls asleep before me. That girl could fall asleep in a pile of rocks. She started mumbling in her sleep, so I listened, carefully, and here are a few of the things I heard her say. 
Never. Never, never. No, I wouldn't. On the mountain. I can't. Why his name? We don't know you. No, it's Felix. About two hours later, she woke me up by nudging me in her sleep and saying, Tell the man in the hall to leave. This set me over the edge, so I got to go to the bathroom and get some water. I didn't find anything strange. I had a very hard time falling asleep, though. This morning, we heard back from the guy who went up to the cabin to check it for guests, leaks, carbon monoxide, at the behest of a few scrupulous Redditors. The guy mentioned that radon is really big, and it's an issue in these old places in the mountains. He's some kind of super badass handyman with all kinds of equipment. So he wrangled up one of the peak rangers, and they went up to the place together. Apparently, there were tracks all around the house. A dozen pairs of them, like a large group of people, had been wandering around looking inside the windows. All of the windows and doors were sealed the way we left them. When we got inside, some stuff was moved around. The silverware drawer was emptied onto the kitchen floor and turned upside down. The power was completely dead. The weirdest thing was that there was water all over the bed and the floor, but our guy checked for leaks in the ceiling and the bathroom pipes. Nothing. Nothing had been stolen from the house. Not even food. Some of the old clothes in the bedroom closet were strewn on the ground, but nothing stolen. Like maybe it was someone like maybe someone was trying them on or smelling them? The rangers said that there were legends about the mountains. Something about things of, that sort of act like people, but they come out of a old abandoned mines. Greg's friend couldn't remember the name the ranger gave him. It was in a native language. I asked Greg to ask the ranger about the sounds I heard, especially the watchu watchu wool my wool my, and he said it's widely, it's a widely recognizable chant, but he doesn't know what it means. Anyone here have any idea? No radon, no carbon monoxide, and no gas. The place is all electric. He checked for mold, but said it was unlikely that there would be any all the way up there. He did say it was possible that there's some kind of electrical problem, and that this can sometimes cause people to feel very unsettled, and maybe have hallucinations. He has some kind of Gregor counter or gadget that detects issues like this, but it was broken when he tried to use it. I'm gonna keep a close eye on Faye. She's still shaken up about all this. If there's anything left to report, I'll let you know. Faye and I flew back from Colorado on Wednesday afternoon. She slept the entire night, despite the noise, which amazed me. I can't sleep on planes because I'm absolutely terrified of flying. I'd rather stay another night in that cabin. When we got home, I ordered a pizza and she wolfed it down. Her appetite has returned in full force, which is great news. I mentioned this in my original post, but Faye has an undiagnosed sleep disorder. She has pronounced night terrors, sleep talking, and occasional sleepwalking. This disorder lies dormant 90% of the time, but it tends to flare up when she's under a lot of stress, if we're moving, or she's changing jobs, or if a relative dies, I can expect a night of horrifying talking and odd behavior. 
Needless to say, her experiences at the cabin have set Faye on edge. Although she's in high spirits, we're still afraid at night. I am too. That night after pizza, she fell asleep on the couch while we watched Wedding Crashers. At about 10 p.m. the movie ended. I turned off the TV. As I brought our plates to the kitchen, I passed by the stairwell and heard a faint noise from upstairs that sounded like a man sighing. I shrugged it off and woke Faye up. We brushed our teeth and went to bed. Faye talked in her sleep a lot that night, and it started about 1 a.m. I woke up to her calling out, What did you do? And do you need help? And laughing. This isn't really unusual for her. She babbled occasionally, said a few funny things. I woke up again around 4 and heard her talking, but this time she was doing something she's never done before. We've been together for almost 5 years, and not once has she ever whispered in her sleep. But now she was whispering, with her back turned to me. For a second I thought someone was lying on the floor at the edge of her bed, talking back to her. This disturbed the shit out of me, so I sat up and leaned over her, trying to listen in the dark. The only thing I could hurt her say discernibly was shh i asked her faye what are you talking about and she didn't respond i said who are you talking to and she replied don't and nudged me another unusual thing happened at about 5:45 a.m i woke up to faye getting back into bed she hurried into the bedroom from the hall and got back into bed quickly making zero attempt not to wake me First of all, Faye does not get up. Ever. She sleeps like a dead horse. And even if she went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, which she never does, the bathroom is not down the hall. It's in her bedroom. When I asked her what she was doing the next morning, she claimed to have no memory of it. I spent all day Thursday thinking about why Faye was still acting weird. I was the one who found the dream catcher and got close to it. I was the one who interacted with the voices at the cabin, at the cabin, and I remembered something. On our last night in Colorado at her parents' house, Faye got back into bed about the same time, 5.45. I barely remembered because I was half asleep, but the image returned to my head. She's been getting up really, really early for a few days. So last night, I set my phone's alarm to vibrate, and I put the time to 4.45. In the middle of the night, Faye started talking again. This time, she was doing the same thing she did at the cabin, changing her voice to sound like someone else. In five years, she sleep-talked a bunch, but has never whispered or changed her voice until recently. She said a few things, which I tried to commit to memory. La, la, la. He's still in the trees. Where were you? I looked for you, and oh, it's time. About this time, I heard a noise outside, which sounded like an old man grumbling to himself about something. We live in NorCal, a really woodsy town. So when you look out our bedroom window, there's tons of trees across the street. It was very dark, but I'm certain I saw a man walking behind the first line of trees. He was too far away to be the one grumbling, but it is very unusual to see anyone over there at this time of night. In fact, I haven't seen anyone over there at night, ever. 
Looking outside required me to open the curtains, which lit up our room with moonlight. When I looked back at the bed, Faye was lying there with her neck craned towards me. Her eyes, crazy wild, fixed on me. Her mouth was open. She issued out this really frightening, gurgling, drawn-out groan and flicked her tongue around. It looked like an epileptic fit in slow motion. Faye has definitely opened her eyes in her sleep, but never like this. She looked like a fucking murderer. I got so scared I called her name really loud and woke her up. She was confused and asked me why I was at the window. I lied and said I was closing it because I was cold. I didn't want her to know I heard a voice. We talked a bit, but I'll skip that because this is getting kind of long. My alarm woke me up at 4.45 and I laid there awake, waiting for Faye to get up like she's been doing the past few nights. She breathes very rhythmically rhythmically when she's asleep so i can always tell how deep she is under at about 5:20, she sat straight up swung her legs out of the bed and tiptoed down the hall i followed behind when i say that my fiance tiptoed i don't mean like a child on christmas eve this was robotic alien and inhuman she moved like a meth addicted ballerina zombie down the hall and stopped at the stairwell her breathing never changed. I just stood there in our bedroom, poking my head out into the dark hall. Faye looked down the stairs, still standing rigidly on the balls of her feet, swaying to and fro, slightly. She did some weird shit. She touched her face slowly for several minutes, touched the banister, touched the wall, flicked the light on and off a few times, all the while maintaining her perfectly regular coma breathing. Then she reached an arm out of the motion of a bicep curl, stretching her fingers and wiggling them, then curling them, her hand and her arm back up to her face. I watched her do this motion for about four minutes. It looked like she was testing the limb, as if she'd never used it before. But then I realized she was actually communicating with someone on the first floor of the house. She was making a come-hither motion. With full confidence that Faye was sleepwalking, I walked into the hall and leaned over the half wall that overlooks into the living room. It was totally dark down there. I couldn't see anything but the clock on the cable box. Faye stood there waving, smiling, making gestures, and then touching her face and gently pulling on her hair. I carefully ushered her back to bed and talked to her softly, trying not to actually wake her. She didn't resist, means she never does and went back to sleep without another word. I have zero clue what the fuck is going on. I told her this morning what she did, and now we have a doctor's appointment for her at 3 p.m. today. Today's creepypasta was brought to you by an author called The Cold People. I highly suggest you follow their content if you enjoyed this piece. You can find them and all their pieces on Reddit. They've been inactive for quite a while so i can't say that you can get a hold of them but their works are still there for viewers pleasure don't forget to check for the second upload tonight as it is a double upload this week thank you all for joining us here in the nest i wish you a beautiful day and a haunting night